When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers. They head into week 17 against the Seattle Seahawks. It appears Mason Rudolph will be QB1 once again. And while people are trying to make a bigger deal out of this than maybe it is, I have a theory as to why it's okay that Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback these final two weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers without it affecting anything when it comes to Kenny Pickett. We'll dive into that, a very big name that could be headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and everybody believes uh, that's the top landing spot. That's the choice he should make this offseason. We'll dive into, uh, and maybe we disagree a little bit. On top of that, a position change for Patrick Peterson moving forward, why that helps the team now and later our keys to victory, and as always, our predictions as we near the end of the 2023 regular season. It is a beautiful day here in the Berg. We round out Christmas week here. How you feeling, my friend? You know, moving a little slowly this morning. I don't know if it's because, you know, my family had our big, you know, kind of extended family Christmas party last night. I don't know if it was all the beers I drank or having to run around with like 8 million toddlers at this party that, that kind of has me moving slowly this morning, but I'm ready to go. Ready for another All Steelers Talk episode. That's what I'm saying. Some toddlers, uh, toddlers are way worse than beer. I think we could. Yeah, they weigh you out with that one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking a beer 10 times out of 10. And it's all right. But every time I'm around, and we were talking about this before we got on the show, every time like you go home for a family event and all your cousins and whatever show up and they got little kids, it takes about an hour for you to be like, wow, that sounds like I could wait a little while to have a to have another child. I have four cats. I feel like that's equivalent to a kid. Right. I feel like we're all right. Right, right. Four four cats is you know equal to one kid. Two dogs, I think, does the same job. Two dogs, I think, does yeah. the same job. You know, it's 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 all just math. It's conversions. You know, it's the same that's stuff. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Glad you're up. Glad you're moving. Uh, glad those beers are uh, keeping you alive and kept you alive last night as we roll into the weekend, week 17. As we said, Pittsburgh Steelers. Seattle Seahawks. Let's start with uh, a big one here. Over the week, Russ Wilson decided he's not taking a uh, pay cut. I guess you could call it a pay cut. Didn't want to eliminate his injury guarantees with the Denver Broncos. Apparently, that happened a month ago. They waited up until this week to decide, well, if that's the case, you are no longer our starting quarterback. We're going to save a couple of bucks, protect ourselves as we move into the offseason. Long story short, the Denver Broncos have benched 
Russ, Russell Wilson, excuse me, for these final two games of the regular season. And it appears that his time in Denver has come to an end. Now, before we dive into what that means for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I texted my dad as soon as it happened. And he was like, wow, surprised it took him this long to do this. Denver Broncos fans seem to be totally okay with the fact that they're about to eat $86 million in dead cap space. If this was the Pittsburgh Steelers, people would be losing their damn minds about that much money being allocated to absolutely nothing for a guy that you gave up multiple first round picks for how this connects to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, immediately everybody started tossing names out there. Where's Russ going next? Is he out of options? What is the team that he should go to at the end of the season? The Pittsburgh Steelers, top of that list, time and time again. CBS Sports' Zach Gelb, excuse me if I pronounced that name wrong, said, uh, who are the most intriguing destinations out there? They have a good roster, a good team, and they could use an upgrade at the quarterback position. That team... The Pittsburgh Steelers believes that that is Russell Wilson's top option this offseason. BetOnline.ag has them as the, I believe, fourth or fifth top team betting-wise to land Russell Wilson this offseason. I mean, you hear Mr. Unlimited, Russ Wilson, coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are your uh, first thoughts there? Um, terrified. Uh, this, is, this is just like not... <laughs> I, this is just not, I think, what the Steelers need right now. And I understand it. You know, like, I mean, the Steelers have had quarterback struggles. Yeah. This is a big name that's on the market. And I think every time a big name becomes on the market, you're going to see those lists of like, oh, Steelers are top options for for this new free agent, for this new trade target, something like yeah. that. But this one, I just don't think makes sense for them at all. Um, just an aging guy, a guy who I think his best football is probably behind him. Um, and a guy who's going to cost yep. you $35 million in a cap hit next year. How, how are the Steelers supposed to afford that? I, I don't, I don't think that's, that's reasonable at all for this team that is trying to build for the future. I, I don't think that this, this move would make sense at all. Um, I'm not sure Russell Wilson has kind of the leadership qualities either that he would need to rein in an offense that has had some. I don't know. I'll characterize them the same way that Mike Tomlin did and call it maturity issues. Like this is a room that's in desperate need of some firm leadership. And I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to be able to provide that for them. So I I think for, you know, Russell Wilson has not been nearly as bad as I think my impression of him has been this season, but still, I just don't think it's, it's worth it for the Steelers to invest in a guy like this at this moment in time. I mean, look, maybe if this was, when did Russ get traded to the to the Seahawks uh, or to the to the Bronx? Two yeah, years if ago, it was two years ago. Maybe I'd consider it. You know, maybe that's something that you would. Yeah. At that moment in time, maybe it was something you, you thought might be worthwhile. But right now, this just I don't think makes sense for them in in any kind of capacity. No, unless he's showing up in Pittsburgh and saying, "Hey, you know, I'll sign for a one year, ten million dollar deal." You're not even considering this. Like, what are you? You're looking at 35 year old quarterback who hasn't been playing to 40 million dollars a year money, and he's been playing just like you said. Like my impressions of Russell Wilson have been much worse than the numbers or the wins have said otherwise. So maybe he still has some left in the tank, and and there is definitely teams that are going to go and search for Russell Wilson. The Pittsburgh Steelers makes almost no sense to to go and do so. If if Russ was a guy that you guarantee was going to win a Super Bowl with, you go out right, and get like him if you're course. the Pittsburgh Steelers because that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for that. You're not looking for that middle ground expensive veteran. Maybe he puts you over the edge 
type of guy. It's an all or nothing situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Russ is not an all or nothing player right now. And on top of that, just like you said, like you need, you need firm leadership. You need somebody to go in there, shut the nonsense up, tell everybody stop whatever they're doing and just focus on football, stop causing drama. And the quarterback position is the best position to do that. Russ is not, I mean, I think he gets a bad rep when people say he's the ultimate locker room cancer, but there's also a lot of former players that are like, yeah, me and Russ, you know, we never connected. He wasn't the greatest leader. This was wrong. That was wrong. He had his own office. I don't think, you know, I just don't think you need that in Pittsburgh. You don't need another somebody that's going to cause headlines where, okay, things are getting rough. And I think that goes by market to market, you know, in Denver, having your own office, kind of doing all these things. Maybe it floats under the radar a little bit more in Pittsburgh. There's no way yo. there's, it's like, it's like New York. Like you can't go to New York and everybody made a big deal out of Aaron Rodgers going to New York because that media market, they're, they're savages. They, they will, they will get anything they possibly can out of you. And they, they are not afraid to ask the hard questions and make that their tough opinions known. I think Pittsburgh's right there. You don't need that. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, just don't think, it makes a ton of sense for these guys in really any 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 fast. Yeah, and I mean to your point about you know the media market. I mean, there's just nowhere to hide in Pittsburgh. You know, if this goes wrong, no, it's going to go very wrong, uh, and it's going to really unravel yes. quickly. So, you know, Russ would have to be able to hold up to some pretty, you know, have to like like you said, unless he is winning you Super Bowl, which at that point, you know, everything we're talking about is a moot point. But I don't. Yeah, everything's fine. I don't really think that's. I don't know. That's not something I see in Russell Wilson's future. If you just plug Russell Wilson in for. You know, Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph this year. I don't think the Steelers team is really in that different of a position. Uh, it's so I yeah. It's just he would kind of come under fire. I feel like very quickly it would be a move that people question right off the bat. And I just think you know it would kind of snowball eventually into into something that just the Steelers don't need, and it would get pretty ugly pretty quickly. Yeah, it would not. Uh, it would not be a move that I think many people would be excited for. Do you know? You think. It, the Steelers go out, they sign Russell Wilson. What do you think the crowd reaction to this is? I think it's, I don't know. I think it would generally be pretty positive. I don't know. It seems like it'd be split because like, yeah. I think there are more casual fans who would be like, oh, I know who Russell Wilson is. Like these, you know, he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but then I think there are some more hardcore fans who dig into the weeds a little bit and think, eh, is this really what this team needs right now? Like they would kind of bring up maybe some of the same things we did about, you know, who Russell Wilson is as kind of a leader and just his reputation in that sense. And then also like how much money you're sinking into this guy for not really a sure thing. So I I think it would be a pretty split reaction. Like, I don't know, like uh, I remember, I mean, when Kenny got drafted, I feel like that was a pretty, pretty split reaction in a couple of ways. Like it just, it wasn't a universal, wasn't universal, uh, you know, excitedness or anything and i think this would kind of be the same thing it would be interesting but a little uneasy i think yeah yeah it would definitely be a 50 50 split a lot of people be real you you'd get some real hardcore yinzers that'd be like look at i don't know i don't want mr nothing i don't want the fake snaps i don't want the high knees on the planes that's not what we do here in pittsburgh i can only imagine getting those texts from whoever being like you know russ is uh Russ is on the plane right now, and uh, he's running sprints. He's running full sprints right up and down the aisle. Just don't. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that goes over real well in the city of Pittsburgh. That being said, we'll see what happens. Russ is on his way out. I'm sure somebody's going to want him, and I'm sure the Pittsburgh Steelers' name is going to be attached to him throughout the entire offseason. 
hopefully there's another couple other quarterbacks that uh, kind of fill in that gap as well so that it's not just, well, Russ or nothing. It's, well, Russ or this guy or this guy or this guy or this guy. And there's been a couple of names that have been tossed out there, but, you know, we'll we'll go through those as as time continues and those options somewhat present themselves to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Let's talk about week 17, the Seattle Seahawks. It is Mason Rudolph's job. Once again, everybody's making a big deal out of this. Oh, is it because Kenny isn't it? Are they riding the hot hand? What does this mean for the future? Kenny spoke and he said, Hey, look at, I want to play. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. I'm pushing myself out there. It's kind of everybody else that's holding me back. I think I have a theory and I don't know if everybody agrees with this one, but my thought is very clear. And I've thought about this from really the moment that Kenny spoke right up until right now, everybody keeps talking about, Oh, this is the future. This is the end. If you bench Kenny Pickett, it's all over. You can't go back to this guy. It kills the morale, whatever. We talked about how you have to have that conversation in the offseason either way because you're going to bring in somebody else. This is not going to be – it's going to be a new quarterback room no matter what. They're not coming in here in 2024 with Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky as their backups. Chances are Mason Rudolph's gone. He's going somewhere else. There's going to be a number of teams that are looking to sign him, especially if he has a solid two games these last two weeks. And and he's he's not going to stick around in Pittsburgh and be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll get another opportunity. There's no chance. If the Minnesota Vikings call or the Raiders or maybe the Denver Broncos, there will be teams that can't really draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. And they're like, okay, what can we, what veterans can we bring in here to kind try and fill that void? I think he'll have a number of options there and they will be better options. So chances are he's gone. Mitch Trubisky, no chance they're bringing him back. There's just, you know, it's just not going to happen unless he's like, hey, I'll come back here, be the third for like vet minimum, then maybe, but I still don't think that's an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It will be a new quarterback room either way. When it comes to the morale side, the Kenny Pickett, the you can't turn back once you bench him officially, blah, blah, blah. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have an easy justification to say, hey, he's injured. He is not ready. Therefore, he will not play. We're going to continue to use Mason Rudolph. I don't necessarily know if I believe that to the fullest extent. I think that I kind of look at it and say, to some degree, Kenny is probably healthier than they are making it seem. And he is probably closer to a return than they're making it seem. And if this was the middle of the season, you go back to Kenny Pickett at this point, no questions asked. But since there's two games left, you stick with the hot hand. You have to ride the hot hand. Your only option is to try and make the playoffs. It means nothing 
about what Kenny Pickett does or doesn't or how he feels or whatever. Why this does not matter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've thought about this in length the last couple of days, is because it's very simple. The reason Mason Rudolph is not going to come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers is because this is Kenny Pickett's job to lose in 2024. It does not mean that he is not going to lose it. It just means that when they walk onto the field at OTAs in the spring, Kenny Pickett will be their QB1 who takes QB1 reps. And when they get to a spot in the summer when training camp starts, Kenny Pickett will be QB1 taking QB1 reps. And honestly, keeping Kenny Pickett on the sideline these last two games allows you to somewhat remove yourself from the thought of, well, we have to get a quarterback right now as early as possible because the NFL is very good at forgetting. They are the, the, the shortest memory in the world. You take a year off after an awful season, you're really good. In Kenny Pickett's case, all you need is five games. If you could go five games of not being on the field, by the time training camp rolls around, the Pittsburgh Steelers' memory will be completely erased and they will not be worrying themselves about drafting a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft or bringing in a veteran that could compete with Kenny for a starting job or whatever. Will there be like somewhat of a competition? Will there be capable talent behind him? Yes, but it does not matter about these last two games. And honestly, I think it benefits Kenny Pickett because come OTAs, it is still his job to lose. And that benefits everybody, including the quarterback that everybody's freaking out about how you cannot go back to if you bench him in week 17 and week 18. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like this, like you said, it's his job to lose. Um, this isn't yeah. going to be, I mean, look, I think you give some consideration maybe if Mason Rudolph is, you know, continues to play at this level, you you try to keep him in Pittsburgh as long as you can, that that can be your competition. But like you said, I mean, this guy, if he continues to play at the, the rate that he is, there's going to be, a ton of teams that are interested in him and willing to pay a lot more money than the Steelers are to, to bring him around. Uh, yeah. Kenny Pickett doesn't entering, entering OTAs or entering the spring as QB one is no guarantee, you know? Uh, and Kenny Pickett, I think we all kind of knew that he was going to have to earn his way onto the field in 2024. I mean, even if he kind of has the inside track on the starting job, I don't, think that's guaranteed at all um especially going into a year three after year two where i don't think he's taken any meaningful steps forward um so i i completely agree like this is this is as good an excuse as any to to let kenny reset to let him get fully healthy and then you kind of just throw it all in on 2024 and that's where you kind of set yourself up to make a tough decision about Kenny Pickett. you let him get uh, an off season of recovery and you just hope that you go in and you're able to get a really full picture of him because it's it's decision time quite frankly it's it's time to uh, you know kind of hunker down and say whether or not this is your it, like next season is when you i feel like have to make that final decision about this is our guy or he isn't you know uh i, I think that's when you mm -hmm. you're bringing in some competition obviously to kind of push him a little bit but ultimately next season is about kenny Pickett and it's about okay is this our guy or is is it not moving on and and going into the future because He's really, I think, got to prove a lot to prove to you that he's capable of being this team's franchise quarterback for, for years and years to come. I just, you know, you just obviously haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I agree. And, and the competition will be like, they'll be there. Like, I agree that they'll they'll bring in people, but they're not going to they're going to look at this as we have to give Kenny Pickett the opportunity to 
lose the job. You know, he doesn't have to win anything. He's just got to not lose the job because that's what you do. Like you don't draft somebody in the first round and then two years in after you realize your offensive coordinator is terrible, say, oh, okay, well, you know, the quarterback's done. You got to give him an opportunity with the new offensive coordinator to come in here and look good. Your, your, your job is also to make sure that your backup and probably your number three is capable to also come in here and be a winning quarterback if you need to call on that quarterback. But I just don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting around thinking, yeah, well, you know, we got to go get a Russell Wilson because Kenny, Kenny's not going to be our guy next year. I think they're thinking we really, really hope Kenny does not lose the job in training camp of 2023 or 2024 or early enough in the season. And we hope Kenny continues to win. Like we hope Kenny takes a step forward. That's what the Steelers thought is, is they still want Kenny Pickett to be the guy. They have to take more precautions this off season, but it does not change anything about how they're going to handle the off season or whatever, you know, cause that's how they were going to do it. Anyways, five weeks ago, the thought process was we're going to have to have guys that come in here and be good enough that if Kenny isn't good enough, we have somebody else who's capable, you know? And I think that if Kenny continued to play poorly these last five weeks, the option was we need to have somebody who could come in here and actually compete with this guy, which pushes you to a first or a second round quarterback or a veteran who's actually capable. You sit these last two games. It is now, Eh, maybe a third, maybe a fourth round quarterback that we feel okay about and and a veteran that isn't a Jacoby Brissett, you know, who's capable of starting but isn't going to be our starting quarterback and we don't look at him as our starting quarterback and then give Kenny an opportunity with somebody else. And I think that's where they stand. Yeah, and to, to kind of go back to your original point, I mean, there's going to be a lot of moves. I think the Steelers make this offseason. They're going to cause people to panic and cause them to say, Oh, yes. well, is this the end of Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? Is this the Steelers moving on? And and no, this is just kind of going to be their plan all along. I mean, you got to have that insurance in case Kenny's not the guy in 2024 and doesn't kind of pan out the way you thought. Yep. But uh, I don't think anything that the Steelers do this offseason is going to tell me, yeah, oh, they're official. Like, you know, unless they go, you know, sign a Russell Wilson or a Kirk Cousins or something like that, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. completely different from, you know, like you said, like you outlined, you know, drafting a third or fourth round guy, uh, you know, picking up a Jacoby Brissett or something like that. Uh, those are moves that, that they're just going to make anyway, that they just have to. Um, and, and there's just kind of no reason to panic in the face of those moves or, or hit any kind of big red buttons about, you know, the future of Kenny Pickett. Yep. There's, there's no reason to panic right now. There's no reason to hyper fixate on, Oh, well, you know, this is over for Kenny. And I think there's a lot of fans out there that are like, it should be over for Kenny Pickett. I think that's a totally different conversation, but when it comes to these last two games and how you handle them and what it means, it means nothing. It just means that Mason Rudolph has an opportunity these last two weeks to get the Steelers into the playoffs, become a Joe Flacco for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and kind of revive his career and get an opportunity next season to be a Josh Dobbs or a Joe Flacco or whoever somewhere else and be that veteran that teams bring in and, and and try to compete and earn a starting job elsewhere so i don't think like you said no reason to hit the panic button at all we'll see what 2024 brings us if you're somebody who is uh just kenny Pickett ain't the guy this might be bad news for you but you know if you're if you're still a believer just just stay calm it will it will happen it will all look the same 
Let's move over to the defensive side of the football. Patrick Peterson said he is very open and believes that he found his natural position at safety. Very open to a full-time switch to the position. I don't know about you. I think this is a great move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am a little concerned about, you know, Levi Wallace and James Pierre filling in these next two weeks at the outside. But, I mean, that might be the only situation that the Pittsburgh Steelers have either way because Minka Fitzpatrick might not be out there in week 17 or week 18. Pat P moving to safety probably extends his career. And to be totally honest, I feel very comfortable with the Pittsburgh Steelers going into 2024 with Pat P, DeMonte KZ, and Minka Fitzpatrick as their safeties. I think that's a much better duo than walking in there with what they had this year or uh, last year was pretty good, but what they had this year or trying to go get a safety with a high draft pick. I think that this allows you to focus on other things like corner and move Pat P, who is a reliable veteran, to safety. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you hit you hit the nail on the head, kind of the moving forward part of this. Um, Pat Pete's able to yeah. be a safety going into next year. I think it gives you some more options, some more resources to focus on, finding that next corner. And, and they think that I've done it. I think they've done a good job. I mean, I think we kind of sometimes forget that they get Corey Trice back next year. That's seventh round pick a guy with yes. some talent. I think that a uh, talent that exceeds his positioning in last year's draft. Uh, and then, I mean, I think it, it just sets you up much better for the off season to go find, you know, I think it'll be tougher to find a, a safety that's better than a DeMonte KZ or better than a Patrick Peterson. Uh, than it would be to find a yes. corner that's better than a Levi Wallace or a James Pierre to like to to find an upgrade at that corner position. I feel like is much easier than to find an upgrade at that safety position. And I feel like the Steelers already have a safety upgrade in house, so use that, find an easier upgrade at at corner, and you feel much better going into twenty twenty four. And like you said, yeah, this this extends his career a little bit longer. I think it, I think that's absolutely true. There were times uh, this season where it was so painfully obvious that. Patrick Peterson had, while he's still a, a pretty good player, he had lost his step a little bit. He wasn't able to kind of run yeah. with receivers in the same way that he was, which like happens to everyone. That's not a knock on Pat Pete. That's just kind of the reality of, of getting older. And that's just father time catching up to, to everyone like he does. Um, so I, I think this is a good move. I, I'm, I think it's exciting that Pat Pete is kind of all in on this too. Like, I think you could imagine a yes. scenario where he tries to, kind of hang on to that corner spot and say, no, I can still do this. I'm still the player that I, I used to be like nothing's changed. Uh, but he kind of acknowledges it as well. And he's, he's all in on kind of finding where he can make the biggest impact for a team, no matter if it kind of, you know, maybe hurt, I'm sure it hurts his pride a little bit to have to admit like, yeah, I'm on the back end of my career. I need to kind of think about these things and think about how to extend my career. I, I can appreciate a veteran making a move like that and trying to think about, okay, where am I best utilized for this team? Where can I make the biggest impact even uh, as, you know, my my physicality and, and those physical skills maybe take a step back? I agree. I agree. And I think that it, it suits the Steelers well. Like, he's a communicator. He's very intelligent. He's got a very high football IQ. He could be a guy who controls the defense next to Minka, and that is that's huge. To have two of your smartest guys on the football field playing safety next to each other, awesome. And... It allows Minka to do so much more like to have where the Steelers are right now. DeMonte KZ. I think DeMonte KZ is a good safety. I like DeMonte KZ, but I don't think he's a starter on every team. And I think that he does have some limitations when it comes to coverage and angles and 
a lot of things. He's not he's not a flawless safety, and I don't think that Patrick Peterson will be. But I think you could trust Patrick Peterson to go be your deep guy to just say, hey, go play center field, drop back as deep as you can, cover the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Don't let anybody get behind you. That allows Mika Fitzpatrick to play in the box, to move up at the line of scrimmage and do some Troy Polamalu type things. Just allows Minka to be Minka Fitzpatrick and, and maybe maybe a, a better version of Minka Fitzpatrick, which is crazy dangerous for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I think that's a that's a move that allows them to do that without having to use a draft pick, like we said, much easier upgrade. And it's always easier to go find a rookie corner, I feel, and plug and play him and see the instant return than it is to get a return on investment for a rookie safety. I feel like that kind of takes a little bit. There's a there's a growth element to that unless you go get like a Brian Branch, but even he's more like a, a nickelback type player. Corner, I mean, Joey Porter Jr. is a prime example. You draft him, you plug him and play him, and he turns into your best corner on the football field because he's that athletic, he's that physical, he can make that happen. I think that's a much easier go around. And like you said, you have Corey Trice, which hopefully turns into something. You have Darius Rush, which hopefully turns into something. You have young guys that you could bring back and say, all right, we'll see what we got. Maybe they got a depth. And and I mean, I could only imagine a cornerback room that is Joey Porter Jr., another top-end rookie, Corey Trice, Darius Rush. You probably bring back Chandon Sullivan, and Elijah Riley, and then maybe a James Pierre at the end of that because he's a good special teamer. That's a good cornerback room that's very young and I think has a ton of potential moving forward. I think it's a good I think it's a good move for the Pittsburgh Steelers, one that we'll we'll see over these next two weeks, but an exciting one. And I mean you have you have firsthand experience this with the with the McCordy brothers making the move from from corner to safety. And I mean that lasted right. oh I think the one's still playing. He's like eighty right. years yeah. old. Yeah, McCordy yeah. just retired. I think it wasn't last year, but two years ago, he was he was a hundred years old. Yeah, he's like he was sixty-two, cooking around. Yeah. He was still like moving real well and like found a way to make it work. I also think like there's, I mean, one more thing about your your kind of drafting a safety versus drafting a corner. Like there's less there's less thinking going on at corner. You know, corners aren't stupid, yes. but like they they just have to do less in terms of a you know communication, calling the defense, getting everyone set, uh, and that just I think lends itself better to finding a rookie who can fill that role as opposed to, you know, plugging Pat Pete back there who who knows all that stuff, can do all that stuff, can put people in the right in the right positions. Yep, exactly. And then you you figure out from there. And even if you get like a mid round safety or or a later round safety, you get to learn from Minka Fitzpatrick and Patrick Peter. I mean, that's not a bad gig, you know? That's not it's not bad to say, all right, well I learned from these guys. I should be I should be pretty all right. I feel like that's a a good place to be. All right, with that said, let's move into the game this weekend, Week 17, Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks. It is a crucial game. It's been a crucial game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, if you missed it in last week's episode, the hater parlay, I believe, is clipped to our YouTube page, so go check that out. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they, they didn't get help last night with the Cleveland Browns beating the New York Jets, who somehow Joe Flacco might take this team to the top spot in the AFC, which is just wild to me but shout out Joe Flacco the Steelers are still alive but they 100% need to win this game against the Seattle Seahawks Geno Smith there's no DK Metcalf on the injury report our DK Metcalf was on the injury report didn't practice yesterday because of a back issue Kenneth Walker I think was the same thing with the different issue they're they're beat up but I don't know what to expect when these guys come back on the field by Sunday 
What is your key to victory? Week 17, Pittsburgh Steelers versus Seattle Seahawks. My key to victory is something that, you know, Joey Porter talked about yesterday and something I wrote about. Uh, it's that matchup between, I'm kind of assuming that DK Metcalf's going to be on the field on Sunday. And yeah, I think that matchup between him and Joey Porter is not only going to be a lot of fun to watch, I think it's really going to decide the game. Um, I think Joey Porter is certainly capable of taking DK Metcalf out of this game. Uh, it's the right kind of style matchup of styles. I think this plays into Joey's hands, a physical matchup, a guy that he'll really be able to get after and put hands on and, and be really good physical with just just kind of plainly um and so i think that kind of plays into joey's hands and if joey porter is able to take uh you know dk metcalf out of the game i think that opens up so many different things for the steelers to do and i feel like it gives them such a huge advantage makes the seahawks a lot more one-dimensional um but the other side of that coin is if dk is taking the top of this defense if he's cooking joey porter jr if joey's just not ready for that challenge it's it's going to be a long day for the steelers and i just don't know if they'll have the firepower to keep up with it so I think that's the key for the Steelers to win is that they need Joey Porter to be kind of that bona fide shutdown corner. He needs to live up to kind of the hype and keep playing the way he has against one of the premier uh, wideouts in the NFL. Uh, he's got to be able to to win his one-on-one with DK Metcalf, and if he can't, uh, it's going to be a really long afternoon in Seattle for the Steelers. Have you seen the memes of it's like it's like Asbula and. Uh whoever the the other guy that he like always tries to fight on there and it's like it's like uh kenneth walker with a four-yard gain 10 yards down the field and it's just them <laughs> scrapping and it's joey porter and dk metcalf that's gonna be the whole yeah. game it's gonna be so physical you got two guys that love to talk i mean joey loves to talk mm-hmm. smack dude loves to talk smack and dk dk talks smack but then he'll also punch it right in the face so i don't know who that benefits i don't know i i, I joey porter's jr's got some joey porter in him so We'll see what happens there, but I agree. I think that that's it's such a, a fun matchup to watch if you are a football lover, especially a physical football lover. This is a matchup that you wanna you wanna pay attention to. I think it could be a good one, and I agree. It, it comes down to can Joey shut down another star? And, and at this week, at this point, like week after week, you're kind of expecting him to, which is which is huge. My uh, my key to victory is the other side of the football. And it has everything to do with the offense. I think it still comes down to the defense keeping the score low. But, man, dude, Mason's got to be Mason from last week. And he can't put any more pressure on himself. He's got to have the same mentality. My worry with the Pittsburgh Steelers and their quarterback this week is last week there was nothing to prove. There was nothing to lose. It was Mason Rudolph gets to go out there and say, screw it, man. I don't care. I'm throwing the football around. After all the hype that has come with this week, all the attention, all the national media, all the everything, those expectations have definitely grown. And the idea that maybe this is a resurgence of Mason Rudolph's career has definitely sparked. You cannot go out there and try to win a job next season. You cannot go out there and try to make your career great again. You can't do any of that. You just have to go out there and do exactly what you did last week, not care at all, throw the ball around, who cares what decisions you're making, just try and go win a football game. You you start you start getting into the same routine that Kenny Pickett was in, where it was I can't lose this job, and Mitch Trubisky was in, where well I have to probably win this job and revive my career. Things are going to go downhill very very quickly. Mason's got to go out there and just be the same guy he was last week. I'm nervous that the spotlight is is bigger and what comes with that. 
if he could be the same guy as he was last week, I think this is going to go very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, just got to, like you say, got to play with nothing to lose. I mean, because there really isn't. Yes. I mean, at this point, like, I mean, Mason, I feel like, has talked about it all all week. He talked about it after that last game, just that, uh, you know, he didn't know if this was going to be kind of his last chance in the NFL. And, you know, maybe that's still true. I, I feel like he's got to internalize that and just – you know, play loose, play free, you know, play with, play with nothing to lose because they're really, I, I don't feel like there still is. I mean, he's still, he's still kind of Mason Rudolph. And I think even after, after yep. one good game, there's still, uh, there's still not a ton of people who think that he's any different than the guy that we were saying just didn't deserve a shot at all uh, coming into this year. So uh, if he kind of is able to keep that, you know, in his head, if he's able to, like I said, internalize that and just keep rocking with the idea that, you know, no one believes in him still. Like, so just let it rip and 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 don't worry about, you know, looking stupid out there because, you know, who cares? The opinion of you is already so low that, that you can only impress people. So, you know, don't try to, I don't know, don't try to, he's got to stay true to who Mason Rudolph is. And that, like Mike Tomlin said, that's yep. someone who's aggressive, that's someone who likes to push the ball down the field, that's someone who likes to take some thoughtful risks. And, and that's the best version of Mason. So that's what he's got to be. I agree. And if it if it works out, I think it works out very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That being said, we only got two more of these left. We were both very wrong last oh, week. Extremely I wrong. I believe. We were, yeah, we could not have been more wrong. I think I actually picked the Steelers to win. Oh, you did actually, but you said remember. it was going to be real close. I, I at yeah, least I did say out. it was going to be close. You know, that's a... Yeah, it's true. You were much closer score-wise yeah. than I was. But yeah, that's true. This one's a little tougher. Everybody's talking about Seattle home crowd being rowdy i i you know you kind of forget that seattle is the 12th man until they play seattle and then you're like oh yeah it is like the second loudest stadium in the nfl how uh how nuts is that so it will not be an easy atmosphere for this team seattle is also fighting for a playoff spot geno smith is playing well this season no matter what anybody wants to say they got a dominant wide receiver group good offensive line and two really solid running backs on top of some big names on defense Week 17, Pittsburgh Steelers trying to keep their playoff hopes alive against the Seattle Seahawks. What's your score prediction? I'm going to kind of reverse a trend that I've been I've been on for, for a while now. I'm going to pick the Steelers. I think they win. <laughs> I think it's a close one. I think Chris Boswell kind of comes yeah. through with the late field goal that, that puts them over the top, but I'm going to go 24-21 Steelers win. 24-21. That's a, big, uh, that's a big day for Seattle's offense, I would say. 21 points. Especially with the Steelers scoring means that, you know, Seattle did some things, put themselves on the board, look real good. I like that one. I do think it's going to be close. Man, dude, it's tough. 24-21 is a good score, but I think it's a little high for this for Seattle's offense if the Steelers are going to win. I'm going to go I'm going to go 24-17 Steelers. I think it's very close. I think I don't think it comes down to like a like a Mason Rudolph two minute drill or anything. I think that they have a lead and maybe Seattle just can't get it done there at the end, something like that. I, I don't, I, I just see the Steelers kind of being in control and looking good from start to finish where that comes from. Let's hope it's Mason Rudolph and we got plenty to talk about next week, but it feels good to be back on the Steelers are going to win train and kind of confident in those picks. With that being said, it's a crucial week. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to need everybody and all the support. I don't know how many Steelers fans live in Seattle, but I'm sure that there's at least one or two of them. They seem to be all over the place. So I would imagine there's a couple chilling at the Starbucks over on the other side of the country there. 
with that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure to find all our work at allsteelers.com and, of course, our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Hopefully, we have a nice victory Monday to celebrate next time we are back. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.